Thanks for tuning in to the Embodied Astrology Podcast. I'm Renee Sills, consulting astrologer, somatic practitioner, and your host. At each new zodiacal season, I offer audio horoscopes by donation for your sun, rising, and moon signs. If you'd prefer to read rather than listen, you can also find written and edited transcripts of these horoscopes in my free virtual member community. If you enjoy what you hear today and would like to support this work, please make sure to follow and subscribe and leave a great review. Your donations and memberships sustain the production of these readings. Thank you. You can find more information in the show notes or at embodiedastrology.com. Hello, Taurus. Welcome to Leo season. This is an important season for you. Leo is a sibling sign of yours. It is another sign on what's called the fixed cross. And Taurus and Leo are both very stubborn. (laughs) I'm sure you've heard that word about yourself before. You may or may not have associated that word also with Leo. Uh, Part of the power of stubbornness is self-knowing. I think that the fixed cross in general, uh, the signs including Taurus and Leo as well as Scorpio and Aquarius, are energies that are very anchored in what they know about themselves. And how they know about themselves uh, feels very different. Each sign expresses the wisdom of a different element. And Taurus knows about itself through the body, through the sensate intelligences, the way that you feel in your form. And Taurus also uh, knows itself through its preferences. Taurus is a sign and a symbol that deeply relates to pleasure and the desire for peace and beauty and harmony and enoughness, the kind of stability that we long for so that we can enjoy what life has to offer and also so that we can actualize, so that we can realize the gifts that we have come here to give. It's very hard to feel our creative gifts and our imaginations when we are stressed out, when we are in positions where we're experiencing scarcity, distress, trauma, etc. So this season, as we move into Leo season, we are moving into a season that is also a stubborn season. There is some insistence to Leonine qualities and everybody has all 12 signs in their chart. So you too have a part of you that is feline. (laughs) You are part of the pride, whether you like it or not. I have to pause and take a sip of water because it's hot and dry where I am. It is the middle of summer up here in the Northern hemisphere and things are hot. This, uh, the headlines today, we're talking about how uh, the hottest temperatures yet recorded have been reached this week. And so when I talk about the insistence of Leo energy, I'm talking about the insistence of fire. And there are so many ways that we can read that symbolism in the world right now. But in a personal chart, I want to speak to the insistence of the transformative alchemy of fire. Uh, I want to speak to the insistence of love and passion. And I want to go back to what I said a moment ago about creative self-actualization, being able to uh, give and realize the gifts that really only each of us in our uniqueness, right, can deliver. And I don't know about you, but 
I often imagine what would create peace on this planet. Like, what does a peaceful planet Earth feel like? And one uh, recurring theme for me when I engage that kind of imagination is that a peaceful planet Earth is a place where people are really encouraged to know and love themselves while they are also held in the embeddedness of relationality and kinship. And I think that self-actualization, creative self-actualization and community are um, totally reliant on one another. They go hand in hand. We learn about ourselves in relationship and we learn to express ourselves through the uh, struggle and efforts of engaging in relationship with other people, with the world around us, with the force of gravity, right? With all of the elements, with our own bodies, our own desires, etc. And the work of creative self-actualization is, I think, the work of giving our gifts. Everyone is unique. We are not machines, yet we live in a world that seeks to assimilate and homogenize and produce people that are replicas of one another. We are controlled through media and propaganda and fear and all the isms. And when people seek to express themselves in their individuality, as we can see uh, currently in the fight for uh, recognition, advocacy, and protection for queer and trans people, when people seek to express themselves authentically, um, they are feared. And we can see this over and over again in countless societies and cultures, that there are different uh, attributes of beingness that for whatever reason are not allowed, different attributes of beingness that for whatever reason are deemed to be better than others, and uh, then systems of hierarchy come into play. Now, you, like me, might also be aware that there have been some societies and cultures that really value uh, a particular kinds of self-growth and creative self-expression, self-knowingness, self-discovery, because uh, they realize, people realize, that when individuals are happy, and I, I personally believe that happiness requires um, an alignment with the truth of, of our hearts and our spirits, as well as peaceful and harmonious relationship and, you know, all the basic needs uh, being met. Um, people realize that, that happy, content, uh, self-fulfilled individuals actually create abundance in the world. Right? When people are giving their gifts, they tend to be a lot more generous, easygoing, good-natured. They tend to be more inclined to help out their uh, you know, kin and neighbors. And when people are shoved into boxes and made to conform, um, you know, we all have to repress. And what happens with repression and suppression but fear right? and, and policing of one another? So why am I talking about all of this? I'm talking about all of this because Leo season for you, Taurus, is really bringing up a lot of themes that have to do with the role of the individual inside of community and how you as an individual actually are shaping the world around you and you shape the world around you every minute of every day in your impact, in your intention, in the ways that you act and react, in the choices that you make. And sometimes we consciously seek 
to shape the world around us. Sometimes we see that the world around us is actually full of creative potentiality. And then we seek to shape the world and make the world in the ways that we are driven and motivated and inspired to. And something is happening for you currently as we move into Leo season that has to do with your creative potentiality to shape the world that you uh, reside in, the spaces that you occupy. So these are community spaces, these are family spaces, and these are spaces of your personal relationships. These are also potential spaces of your impact beyond your own kinosphere and social spheres. There are messages here about collective impact and, uh, you know, this familiar adage of uh, change yourself and change the world. What you do individually in your life has ripple effects that you can't even know. So Leo season is asking you to pay attention literally to the ground underneath you. And when the ground underneath you is invoked, we have themes of land, we have themes of property, we have themes of home and family. And there is so much tied up and entangled in these themes. Oh my goodness. Uh, the, the land of our planet has been colonized and stolen and uh, entrapped in false ownership. There are so many politics around land and borders and ownership. And the ways that any of us can relate with land are completely shaped by what's happening in the current environment. Um, it's really hot, right? We are in a climate crisis. Family, home. These are huge words that mean so much to so many people. And in so many ways, they mean trauma. They mean separation. And they mean some kinds of attempts to repair, to come back together, to create spaces of safety. So what is very, very personal right now in your life when it comes to the space or spaces that you occupy, the land that holds you and the family of, of life that surrounds you here in this place, wherever you're listening from, um, in the very personal ways that you relate with the words and, and the themes of home and family. Your life is calling you to be creative right now and to recognize your creative potentiality. And the season that we are in right now is asking you to pay attention to the correlation between home and who you are, family and how you are, land and what you are and what you impact, place and how you see the world. There are so many connections between the ways that you know and feel yourself to be and what you're trying to do and be in the world and the actual literal soil that you stand upon and the actual literal ground uh, that has formed you know, and, and supported you throughout your life. We are made from the places and the people that we come from. We are made from the earth around us, right? We're inhaling uh, pollens and dusts of our local environments. We are contributing to the local environment all the time. And astrology right now is asking you to pay attention to these contributions. It is asking you, what do you want to create here? And who do you want to belong here? What do you want to honor 
when it comes to your creative potentiality, there is a lot of energy right now. There's a big message about love and pleasure. And the signal that I'm picking up in your chart is that love and pleasure are not easy. (laughs) They are not easy all the time. And they are something that we have to work for. And the ways that we have to work are both personal and collective. They have to do with taking care of ourselves and our own basic needs to the extent that we can. And they have to do with taking care of others and their basic needs to the extent that we can so that we can be taken care of when we need that care. And your chart this season is resounding with desire to care for yourself and care for others and to be creative in the places and the spaces that you call home and where you create family. In every single horoscope I'm reading for Leo season this year, I'm talking about the importance of self-awareness and self-love. As the nodal axis shifts into Aries and Libra throughout 2025 and Venus retrogrades in Leo from July 22nd through September 4th, we're being collectively called to look in the mirror and examine the essence of how and what we express into the world. These kinds of inquiries are meant to go far beyond the superficial. They are meant to pull us into the depths of our own psyche and confront us with the ways we've learned to hate and harm ourselves and others within systems that profit from distress and dis-ease. The work of changing culture is vast, and many routes will lead to the kinds of repair and healing needed. But one path that is particularly powerful for anyone right now is a path of creative, courageous self-expression. Engaging in practices and play that help us access the wisdom of our imaginations is an act of resistance inside of cultures that compound trauma and make it difficult to dream. When we have access to spaces where we can experiment and feel inspired, we're also more likely to experience integration and joy. So even if it seems silly or superfluous within the state of current affairs, taking some time over the next several weeks to draw pictures, make music, dance, dream, write poetry, and play in ways that don't require perfection or productivity for others are of enormous benefit and will help in the clarification and discernment processes that pretty much everyone is going through on some level. As program curator here at Embodied Astrology, I structure the schedule so that our workshops are always right on time for current celestial weather. Beginning on July 23rd, which is the day after Leo season begins, Brazilian astrologer and trans photographer, who also happens to be EA's visual director, Gabs404, will offer a four-week series on Sundays, that's the sun's days, that explores astrology through the lens of self-portraiture. While these workshops are timed thematically for current transits, this offering is also an evergreen experience, and it focuses on four highly important points in any astrology chart, which are called the cardinal angles. The cardinal angles include your ascendant as well as your descendant, zenith, and nadir. If you don't know what those words mean or why they matter, this course will teach you about how the light at the time of day you were born influenced the expression of your chart and set up a map for your personal and relational development. In each of the four sessions, Gabs will introduce one angle and its influences and offer a visual presentation of photography that illustrates how these aspects in a chart express. 
You'll then receive prompts and support to devise your own self-portraits through processes of exploration and discovery. Not only will this series teach you about photography, astrology in general, and your natal chart, but I guarantee that working with this content will also teach you things about yourself that are absolutely crucial for your personal happiness and success, and for the work and ways you want to relate with others and the world around you. This series, Self in Four Directions, will be available by recording if you can't attend live, and it includes access to a virtual gathering space where participants can share and discuss their work and process. All of Embodied Astrology's events are available by sliding scale, and no one is turned away for lack of funds. For more information on this workshop series and EA's other workshops and classes, check the show notes or head to the Learn section at embodiedastrology.com. So while this is a season that asks for deep internal reflection and really a lot of work, I think, in the relational field, this is also a season that is asking for practical, tangible action. And a lot of the action that we are being invited towards right now uh, has to do with some kind of longer term process. And this is a process that is beginning as we enter into Leo season, though uh, I would also say that there is a lot of momentum underneath this process. So maybe it's a particular phase or iteration of a process that's been uh, happening for a long time. But this is a, a period of time in which we are collecting information. You are collecting information in your life. And there's a lot of data coming in. There are a lot of pieces that you have to puzzle out and figure out how they're going to fit together. And this is where a lot of the creative uh, request for Taurus identified people comes in. Because the pieces that Taurus is dealing with right now, um, these pieces feel in many ways like they are potentially material. And Taurus, as an energy, likes to be in the material anyway. So even if your process is reflective and internal right now, I think there are also ways that you are working to tangibly, practically reshape particular elements of your life and existence, especially as they concern home, place, and family. Over the course of Leo season, you're being challenged to express your creative instincts and impulses. This challenge is a challenge of your confidence and your courage and your capacity for leadership. It's a challenge in many ways for you to really um, come into yourself and feel your own sense of guidance and leadership, the intuition and the vision that is calling you. It's also a challenge for you to uh, do some of the work that I was talking about before on the relational level, which has to do with balancing needs. People have needs. You have needs. Other people have needs. There are needs for the more than people people around you, especially if you're working with space and place, there are needs for the environment, needs for the elements, needs for the animals. Whose needs do you need to consider right now? This is a season that is asking you to listen to your creative impulses. And Taurus, a lot of the impulse that you have to create 
is to create for and with others. And this is very important. And it brings me back to what I was speaking to just a few moments ago about Taurus being an energy that wants beauty and abundance and harmony and pleasure and peace. And in order for you to have those things, you got to work with other people. In order for you to have those things, the people around you uh, probably need to be happy. They probably need to be fed. They probably need to feel that they are respected in your company and that their opinion matters to you and that they have equity within your arrangements. And so something is happening in your chart right now that is asking you to blend and balance uh, both your own impulses and creative energy and the needs of others. It is asking you also to pay attention to outdated habits of people-pleasing and the ways that you might actually hide yourself or dismiss your creative intelligence because you're trying to make other people happy or somehow keep the peace because Taurus likes peace and it can be really easy for Taurus energy sometimes to be a little bit avoidant slash I don't know. I mean, speaking as somebody with some significant Taurus in my own chart, I'm going to say that we can be avoidant while we still figure out how to get what we want <laughs> sometimes, but it's not always, you know, totally communicative. There's not always a lot of consent in the process. And so it feels really important for you right now that you're really checking in with um, relational programming and and patterning that is no longer and maybe never was accurate for you or appropriate at all. And we don't even need to get into all the cultural programming that teaches us to abandon ourselves for other people. Like, we don't need to get into that. You already know. And this season is asking you to know what you know and put it into practice. You need to take leadership in some kind of important ways. And the leadership that you are seeking right now is about building and holding a space, not just for yourself and your own desires and your own pleasure and your own satisfaction and joy, but for the desires, satisfaction, pleasure, and joy of others. Working for that for others in the world in ways that also directly and immediately benefit you because their happiness is your happiness and your happiness is their happiness. There is important reciprocity that you wanna be practicing right now and you are trying to figure it out. How do you give your gifts on a material, practical, tangible, logistics level. How do you set up the right shape, the right container, the right systems so that what you offer into the world, into your specific 
personal relationships, into your family, into your friendships, but most importantly, into the world at large, resounds with the kind of integrity and health and healing and uh, robust sense of generosity that I think you are really longing for and wanting to channel, wanting to be a conduit for on this planet. If you enjoy my reading style and want to dive deeper into an embodied experience with current astrology, join me every Monday on Zoom in the somatic space where we work with the upcoming week's solar season, lunar cycle, and planetary transits through embodied practices, guided visualizations, and moving meditations. Every session, I offer an astro overview and tips for observing your own chart placements. Our practices are designed for you to come back to them for body-based mindfulness support throughout the week. These classes are also all offered by donation. If you sign up for a sliding scale somatic space membership, you'll also get access to my ongoing virtual conversation, Q&A, and resource sharing space. Embodied astrology has so much other stuff going on. Our podcasts and horoscopes are actually just the surface. In our membership spaces, we also offer a variety of transformative, exploratory workshops with a range of brilliant and diverse teachers, a monthly conversation and astrology tea time sharing space, study groups, and more. Our membership offerings are all sliding scale, and we offer additional scholarships for those who need them. Keep in touch by signing up for the Embodied Astrology newsletter following and subscribing to the podcast on your favorite listening platforms, and following us on Instagram at Embodied Astrology. Your donations and memberships sustain this work, and we are so grateful for your support. Find more information about our membership options or make a one-time or recurring donation from the link in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening. So let's break this down a little bit more with some practicality. That's what I was just talking about. And uh, to help me do that, I'm going to talk about timing. So the first week of Leo season from the 22nd through the 29th is really intense uh, for you and for other people, especially who have uh, fixed cross placements in their chart, as well as late cardinal placements in their chart. If you don't know what those mean, you can always buy the Embodied Astrology Basics Handbook on my website or just look online. Um, so the last week of cancer season brought a huge shift in energetic momentum and a lot of people experience uh, some kind of really big kind of paradigm shift, things happening inside of their own lives and, and inner experiencing experiences and then things happening outside, events taking place, other people doing stuff. Whatever it was for you, I'm guessing that the transition uh, from Cancer into Leo season, so that's like uh, this, the second and third weeks of July, um, I'm guessing that there was a palpable shift in vibe. And as we move into Leo season, this shift is uh, kind of ricocheting and resounding through uh, your chart. And what it feels like to me is that you are a little stunned in the first week of Leo season. Um, this is a period of time in which it feels like you just need to absorb what has happened and is happening. Uh, you're taking in a ton of information right now. And a lot of the information that you're taking in 
is from the subtle realms and subtle spaces. It's like you're processing energy, you're processing people's moods around you, you're processing huge big things that are getting triggered and catalyzed by the day-to-day -day events. You know how that goes? It's like somebody says something that you heard a million times somewhere else and all those memories are now present. So things like this could be happening for you right now where there is a need to kind of just be with the immensity of the moment and care for yourself as best as you possibly can through this. And I really wanna encourage this for you if you happen to be hearing this in the early part of Leo season, please care for yourself. As we move out of July and into August, um, you, you really need support right now to be grounded, to be in your body, and to, um, you know, feel tended to and taken care of. And that doesn't always happen so easily for everybody. And if it's hard to access the kind of support and the care that you need currently, what I would recommend is letting the earth do that for you in some way. And actually putting your body on the ground, uh, if you can, or going and leaning your body against a tree or hanging out somewhere outside or with plants or with living systems and just attuning and co-regulating uh, with those frequencies can be enormously helpful right now. You're in uh, a moment, as I said uh, a minute ago, where you are just processing so, 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 so much and it feels like on a foundational level, you're kind of shook and in this shakeup, there's actually an immense amount of love that wants to pour into you, like, like flow into you. And this feels like it could be uh, familial love, community love, land love, earth love. It could be um, love that you connect to as you kind of meditate with your ancestry and your lineages. That can include lineages that you're not biologically related to. A lot of us queer folks have our queer ancestors or artists have their artist ancestors. It's like, who are the people that have come before you that have really held the door open for you in certain ways or helped you along, who inspire you uh, in whatever ways that they do. This is a very powerful time for you to seek support. Um, and I would say it's, it's a time when you know, you need to do what you need to do for whatever is happening for you. But to whatever extent that you can uh, not do what you don't need to do, don't do it, right? Like cross off any items on your list that don't absolutely need your attention right now. Uh, cancel any plans that feel like they might deplete you more than energize you. And get really quiet and, and pay attention to ideas about how and what you should be doing. Really ask into your body and ask into the present moment, is this actually helpful? Is this actually what you want and need right now? And if you get a no, try and cancel it. Just be. We get into the month of August uh, with a full moon. We have a full moon in another sibling sign of yours, in Aquarius, the opposite sign of Leo. So this is a full moon, and I'll say that all of the uh, kind of quarterly lunations this month hit the fixed cross. So, you know, T Taurus is related with Leo. The Leo is like the Taurus 
of the summer season in the northern hemisphere or something. It's like Leo energy is going to resonate very powerfully uh, for you. So we enter into August with a full moon. And this full moon is really highlighting the relationship between what is personal and what is public. It is asking you to pay attention to the continuum of energy between your private home, your intimate relationships, and your more uh, external public-facing personality and what you do in the world, your career, your efforts, your lineages uh, that you're contributing to, etc. This is a full moon that feels very purposeful in your chart. The aspects that it is making is uh, really stimulating a sense of personal growth and expansion for you. There's a lot of potential coming in around this full moon. And this is a time for you to really um, try and, and access your authentic creative expression and what I mean by that um, is a little bit of a critique on you know a world that capitalizes on creativity you know and art forever has been part of therapy and healing it's like really only in I don't know the last couple hundred years or something that art has become a commodity and and just purely entertainment art has such a healing power to it, to express oneself through some kind of just creative gesture that's not meant for other people to judge. It's not about uh, productivity. It's certainly not about perfection. Not only is it healing and therapeutic, not only does it uh, serve your self-knowing, it can also help clarify what you're trying to do. It can help filter through the noise that can uh, completely fog our judgment and clutter our minds. A good, you know, art sesh, like journaling session, music session, dance, I don't know. It's like it moves your energy. And it's not even about what do you make. It's how does the making make you feel, right? Vibrate. So this is a full moon that is asking you to be engaged somehow in your own creative process in ways that really feel exploratory and authentic. And so by that, I mean, even if you are performing somewhere, like even if you know, you're know you a musician and you're like, oh, I have a concert on the full moon. Well, first of all, I'll say, that's gonna be an amazing concert. This is such a great time for you to be putting yourself out there uh, in this kind of way. It's a great time for you to be um, on stage. When you are on stage, or, or whether or not you are on stage, the prerogative is still to authentically express yourself. And to feel into the ways that performativity or an overemphasis on pleasing an audience or giving people what they want, it mutates your creativity. It takes the focus away from what is instinctual and impulsive, away from what just wants to emerge from you. And it confines it to the projections that you have about other people's projections on you. 
that is not helpful right now. So whether or not you find yourself in some kind of uh, public performance around the full moon, the challenge for you is to bring yourself and express yourself as authentically as you can. Any kind of art practice, creative practice, uh, authentic expression practice around this time would be so helpful. And I'm gonna say that over the course of the next two months, all of August and all of September, the more that you can give yourself opportunities to play and explore, the better. So definitely take Gab's workshop. <laughs> that would be a great one for you. When you have the chance to explore and creatively express yourself, you are working things out right now. It is not silly. It is not pointless. It is absolutely practical. If you are trying to strategize and figure out how something is going to work, get out a huge piece of paper and a bunch of crayons, cut up a whole bunch of magazines, make a vision board, do an interpretive dance, write a song about it. Your playfulness and attitudes of experimentation and willingness to entertain different imagination and ideas have everything to do with not just the success, quote unquote, success of what you're doing, but with the aspects of engagement with it. Your authenticity calls others to you. It emanates and attracts more creative energy. And this is what you want right now. You want to be attracting people and experiences in your life that want to be creative with you. Now, over the two weeks between the full moon and the new moon, this is a major theme. Who are the people? What are the experiences that you are looking for? During this time, you are asking yourself a lot of questions about what you have to give and what you really want to give. This is a period of time in which you uh, are feeling some kind of potential for your own growth. And as I've said now several times, your current growth and the growth that you are looking for has some kinds of relationality attached to it. On August 8th, the fourth quarter uh, moon is in your sign. It's in Taurus. And this is a moon that resonates with important aspects that occur throughout 2023. These are aspects of profound change. Uh, quarter moon periods are times when forms are also changing, when what has been needs to give way for what will be. That is the energy right now. There is an energy of some kind of um, transition from one space into another. And the feeling that I have for you is that you want to be taking your place in something. You want to be standing into, and that's a metaphor, uh, resting into, rooting into some kind of foundation that allows you to give in new ways. Generosity is really important, but generosity requires reciprocity. Abundance thrives in conditions of generosity. You need to receive so that you can give. And you give 
so that you can receive. And it is very important that you feel how these two um, components of energy flow absolutely need each other and absolutely go together. You cannot give if you don't receive. If you receive and you don't give, uh, we have distress and dysfunction. Moving from the fourth quarter to the new moon from the 8th until the 16th, meditate on the themes of home, place, belonging, and foundation. This is a period of time, especially around August 13th or so, when you want to spend time listening very, very deeply to the intelligences that emerge from underneath you. What I mean here is the intelligences that emerge from the land, from your body, from your lineages and your ancestry, and from the felt sense of what the most beautiful and abundant home or space of belonging for as many people as you might care to include or think to include, what that would feel like for you. And this is what you want to bring into the new moon on August 16th. You want to set some kind of intention. This is a new moon that is seeding an eight-year cycle of growth in a space in your chart that has a lot to do with home, family, place, and belonging. You're bringing new energy into this part of your chart. You don't know yet what you will cultivate and grow, but you can know that what you will grow will be supported by the love that is available to it, by the care and attention and resource that is available to it. And that is what you are wanting to call in at this time in the last uh, week or so of Leo season. Now, when we get into Virgo season, we're going to talk a lot more about the practicals and the fundamentals because that is what Virgo season is asking us to do. But this month, it's about communion for you. It's about this deep listening and creative actualization. This is a very big year for you, Taurus. And if you haven't yet listened to your 2023 year ahead reading, you might wanna check it out now. This period in the year is a period of time that is in many ways a keystone for the energy of 2023. I offer two hour long year ahead readings. They come with PDFs of important dates and transits, and they are now 50% discounted for the second half of the year. You can find them in the link in the show notes or embodiedastrology.com. I'm wishing you all the best in Leo season and beyond. Lots of love and bye for now.